Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Friday, July 29, 2022. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 18, the fifth paragraph that starts with that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty going through the paragraph onto the next page, ending in take up their beds and walk again. Today's readers are, and thank you for Team Friday, Vanita L., Dara L., Anne-Marie M., Joanne L., newcomer greeter Loretta M., and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Barbara P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 28th, 7 a.m., 19,232, 10 a.m., 19,233. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose, is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Anne-Marie. Good morning, it's Anne-Marie M., uh, recovered through God's grace in South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to 
carry this, uh, this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie M. I will now ask for Joanne L. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Joanne. Good morning, Team Friday, and good morning to you, and thank you for your service, and good morning, world, because we have the whole world on this line here. Mm-hmm. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lease problems of money, property, and prestige, divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name, ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities, and I am Joanne L. from Rhode Island, compulsive overeater, and thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Joanne L. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We'll read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but... We ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this message, sorry, again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. 
we are on page 18 on the fifth paragraph, and I'm going to ask Vanita L. to get us started. Vanita, please go ahead. Can't wait. Recovered but not cured. That in Georgia, that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever, except a sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no axes to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. So, um, yeah, it's really beautiful because I'm a healthcare provider, but even as a healthcare provider, it's easy to kind of come like an authority and I guess we are authorities on addiction <laughs> just through our experience and then um, because we have walked through the solution but it it is amazing right because somebody knows just when you're standing in front of them that you have um, you freed yourself and obviously the OA path tends to be the path of last resort for most people because there's a lot of work involved and I spent a lot of time wanting the quick fixes like give me an herb give me a pill you know let me exercise some more but the answer is it's not a quick fix right we have a new way of life that we're offering people but that is coming through right that's radiating that's being transmitted because the person has embodied the solution. And then also that there's no holier than thou, like I'm not better than you, like I'm just an addict who walked through the pain you're walking through. And, um, you know, you can see that I have somehow gotten freed. And it is miraculous. It's I love that they used this phrase, take up their beds and walk again, because... Um, God has provided us with a healing and with a solution. And I mean, the 12 steps are, were a miraculous gift, obviously, to this planet from the divine, because there's always a way out, which was supposed to be the original name of the AA Big Book, but they chose Alcoholics Anonymous. And then, yeah, like we do just want to be helpful, right? We just want to help free other people of their suffering. And what's better? I can't think of a better way for me to use my time. My grandson, I was like cooking and helping him with homework last night. And he was like, why do you always have these phone calls? Because I'm like, I have a phone call. And I go, um, because that's my work. And he was like, oh, you know. And um, there's no fees to pay. And I was um, talking to a woman who was brand new to 12-step once. And I could tell she was trying to figure out what's their angle. You know, what's their angle? Because we live in a capitalist society, right, where someone often is trying to get something from you. And she was, and I, I realized that was where she was coming from. And I said, we do this to help. And all we ask is if you get, um, you know, if you get heals and stuff that you pass if you pay it forward. But that is so foreign to the way most people are used to so 
Yeah, and that they don't have to pay anything is, um, you know, that they don't have to pay is great. So anyway, thank God for 12 Steps. Thank you so much, Benita L., for getting us started and stepping up. Much appreciated. Okay, so we're going to take names, but before we do, just a friendly reminder that uh, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, um, if you shared on either Wednesday or Thursday, we ask that you step back and allow others to share their experience, strength, as well. So I'll take names and initials of last names, please. Christina J. Tina S. Margaret E. Barbara S. Loretta H. Barbara S. Geneva P. Somebody P. What was that? Geneva. Oh, Geneva. Margaret D. Margaret B. I've got you. Rivka R. Rivka. Anyone else? Melissa C. Melissa. Okay. This is a rocking group of eight people. We've got Christina J., Tina S., Margaret B., Barbara S., Loretta H., Geneva P., Rivka R., Melissa C. All right, Christina J., you are up. Please go ahead, my friend. Morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of North Carolina, formerly Washington. Recovered for today by God's continued incredible strong grace. Because me, myself, and I, I'm just a person in the mud. I'm just down in the hole without God. Um, I don't have a holier-than-thou attitude. I never did on anything, really. I was always insecure and um, reaching for validation to prove myself to the world. Uh, so this program humbled the wounds in me, the wounds I was wearing, you know, as a uh, victim. I had a victim badge and that got torn down with the four through nine, four through nine steps. I don't have to give my sponsees lectures. If they fall off the wagon, they're not making their calls, they're not doing the do I just gently say, you know, this isn't perfection. Perfection. You don't have to try to prove anything. You don't have to, because, you know, one of my sponsees, she wants to be perfect. So when she's not perfect, she feels horrible. So this isn't about that. I'm not going to lecture you. I'm going to tell you that this is a program to take you closer to God, closer to love. And that's why you're doing it. Not to please me or anybody in this room. I've had the same difficulty as you. I know what the, what the, uh, bottom of the barrel is about. I know what wallowing in the mud of food is about. I know what going to the food for comfort is about and then feeling horrible, worse than I did before. But you got to do this too if you're going to take up the bed and walk again. This is uh, a program that you must do every day, like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, uh, wearing deodorant. This is what you do. This You incorporate this into your life. Without this, you're going to slip back in to, uh, to, the, to the shit. Uh, one of the issues was, um, uh, well, I, when I feel good, I, I don't want to work as hard. <laughs> yeah, when we're in pain, we'll do anything. 
to get this thing. Anything will suffer. I remember going through diets and experiencing horrible, horrible withdrawals, but I stuck on that diet. But why can't I keep the food down here in the program? You know, I'm willing to do anything when I'm in pain, but as soon as I start to feel a little better, I don't need this as much. I've got this. Uh, You know, I know all these stories, and that's why I can be of service without being holier than thou. I can just share from the place of love. Uh, You're after God in this. You're after a higher power. Because that's the relationship you want. Not a relationship with fellows that you can call up and say, hey, I'm absent. I've been absent for, you know, five years. She's embarrassed because she wants to not admit that she's had relapses. (sighs) Relapse, for most of us, is part of the journey. You know, because we find out in those relapses we can't... um, can't fuck around. We've got to do this, do if we want it. Like I've said before, and I'll finish up, door number one, door number two. Back to the hell or back to door G for God, for something bigger than yourself for love. It's here, people. If you want it, join us. We're not going to lecture you. At least I'm not. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Perfect timing. Thank you, Christina J. from North Carolina. Tina S., you are up, followed by Margaret B. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, great paragraph. I always say that. That's <laughs> so true. They're all great. And it's a great shares this morning, you know, covered the whole paragraph, you know. And, you know, what a gift to be a member of Overeaters Anonymous and to be free one day at a time, you know, and to have what this paragraph is talking about happen to me. And so, therefore, my responsibility is to carry the message to someone else, you know, and to know what I'm talking about. And all that is is my experience, you know, working the 12 steps, having had a spiritual awakening, you know, through everything. No matter what happens in my life today, I don't have to pick up the food because there is a solution, you know, and it's something bigger than me. It's a God in my life that gives me opportunity to be free from this disease, you know. And and I have a real answer, only because the answer was given to me, and this is what works for me. And it may not work for everyone else, and I know that. And and when I first came in, I thought, you know, this was the only answer. <laughs> so how was the preaching? You know, but today I just have a passion. You know, I was freed, and I continually be, am freed one day at a time, so I want other people to be free also. You know, it's so painful to see people struggle. You know, because been there, done that. And this is the only answer that I that ever worked for me. Because I, like other people had shared, I have tried everything else, you know. And also, you know, I don't think I'm, you know, holier than thou. You know, although, you know, sometimes bottom of the heap and top of the heap. But mostly today, you know, all I know is that I got this because I became a little bit humble to have somebody else tell me how to do this deal one day at a time. You know, and I also love that there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured, you know. And and I, too, you know, can take up my bed and walk again because I have. And I continually do this one day at a time. And it's not about yesterday or tomorrow. It's about today. What am I doing today for my recovery, you know? Am I, you know, and I am. I'm excited today, you know, and I just have this joy to be living, you know, because we have a, a new way of living today. And, uh, and it's just a gift. With that, I'll pass. We're really looking forward to others sharing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Tina S. from Florida. Okay, Margaret B. followed by Barbara. Barbara S., I think. Margaret B. Go ahead. Good morning. This is Margaret B. Um, I am so grateful to be a 
recovered compulsive eater, and um, I'd just like to say um, or offer a big, big welcome to the still-suffering compulsive eater out there. Whether you've been here, whether you're brand new, or whether you know you've been in program for 35 years. Um, there's so much in this paragraph, it's like I almost don't know where to get started. But the thing that really jumps out at me is um, um, the sincere desire to be helpful. One thing as a compulsive eater, um, deep, deep, deep in the disease, I just felt like every time... I came up with another solution, whether it was a diet. And and I was in program for probably 30, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe 32 years before I actually got completely um, recovered. And I look back on that and I am just, I'm so amazed. And what my life was like, even in program, before um, I became recovered, was I just felt like I was a rat in a maze. And every time that I tried something different, I got tasered. You know, so I'd make a left turn here and and then I'd go back and I'd try a right turn. And it it, it was horrible. It was just absolutely horrible. I was, it, it, it was just, actually, I cannot, express how horrible it was. I, I was so, um, uh, what's the word for it, um, disoriented and absolutely out of control and and it, it is a horrible way to live. Um, and somewhere along the line, probably about, well, it'll be five years this November, I just gave up. And I said to the disease, you win. And, you know, if that means I'm going to die, then get ready for to write the obituary because there is nothing. There's absolutely nothing that I can do. I've tried absolutely everything from diets to sister 12-step programs to therapy and counseling and um, working out with the trainer and uh a paid program uh, um, and what I didn't realize uh, well I guess with that I'll um, this last thing I'll pass is that um, I just I've gone from a place of where I wanted to control everything and everybody to where all I want to do is give what a huge change. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Barbara. All right, Loretta H., you're up, followed by Geneva P. Go ahead, Loretta. Good morning, Amy, and good morning, everybody on this line, along with my precious, precious God, who saved, really saved my life. And uh, one day at a time, Oh, I love this paragraph because it's telling me that when I am the message, and that's just my experience, strength, and hope, I can actually be 
helpful. And for me, the message, because that's how I was so fortunate when I came into the rooms. I was very, very broken. I was 54 years old. I looked like a shell of a person because I also have anorexia. And I had no life, yet I did have a life. I just didn't want my life. And uh, my first sponsor actually it, in 2001 was actually a big book thumper back in the day, and she was a nutritionist. So I got a double, double whammy, and I was so grateful because she actually taught me how to eat. With that, uh, that said, I never have known how to eat. So I can't tell anybody how to eat. The only experience, strength, and hope I have, I do send them to a nutritionist or a doctor or somebody because I don't know how to do it. So I don't even digest any of their foods because I don't know how to digest my own food without the help of these steps. And so for me, the most important thing is working on the steps and getting a relationship with a higher power because I walk today and have walked out of bed because of my God. And I am so grateful. Last year I was actually almost paralyzed and it was only the steps in this program that kept me upright. And it's because this book says it will solve all your problems, but also when you have problems, you need to work with others. Because last year, I needed you more than you needed me. And that is my immunity against that first drink. It's priceless. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And in fact, actually, in before we even get to working with others, it's 124 times it's expressed that to be of maximum service to God and others. So this program does work when you work it, and I have been so blessed and have such a purpose today because of my God, because of these steps, and also because you guys have helped me trudge to the road of happy destiny. I'm just another, another bobblehead doll, as somebody said yesterday, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. I don't think you introduced yourself. Can you tell us again where you're from? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Um, I'm from North Carolina, and I am Loretta H. Recovered for today. Thank you, Amy. You're a blessing in my life. Thank you, Loretta. All right. I think I made a boo-boo. I missed Barbara, Barbara S. So thank you, Margaret B., for sharing. And now I'm going to introduce Barbara S. So please go ahead, Barbara. I apologize. You still there, Barbara? I'm here. Do you hear me? I can. Please go ahead. It's fine. Um, Barbara S. from New York, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Uh, This paragraph reminds us, what, what does it make me think of that we want to share. We we don't feel holier than thou. Uh, when I started program, I didn't understand why 
why I was using food because I was empty. And not only empty, but there was garbage inside. And the, and the 12 steps helps me release anything. It's, I, it's just like a miracle that somebody, people thought of these steps. It's just, um, and it's like once you have this going, you want to pass it on. It's like you're, I don't know why I thought of this. It's like if you're in another country and you go down a road and you find where a certain place and somebody else is coming down the same road and they want to find it, you want to share it with them. And you, you're not holier than thou. Yes, I was where you are at the beginning of the road. And here we could say steps. I was at the beginning of the steps. And here is where you go. So so it's 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 a joy to help people. It's not. I can't. I don't want to say it's not easy. Uh, I still see commercials on TV. Do this, do that. And it's a miracle overnight. This is the only way. This is the only way for me that works. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara S. Just a friendly reminder to folks where we are. If you came on a few minutes after, we are on page 18, the fifth paragraph, unpacking that one paragraph only. So the rest of the lineup is Geneva P, Rifka R, and Melissa C. Geneva, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. I'm Geneva P from Chicago, a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, wow, it's been a while since I've been on this meeting, and I'm so, so grateful um, because for me, the 12 steps are a recipe for living, and I love lists, so the 12 steps are perfect for me, and it is a very simple, um, not easy, but simple way for me to live my life today so I can be of maximum service. And um, I went into a meeting the other night, and I had this decision that I needed to make in my life, and it was, um, it's been weighing on me for a long time, and the reason why I didn't want to just go ahead and take the risk was because, you know, my character defects were all, um, you know, on the surface, all different kinds of fear. And so I worked the fourth step, um, a mini fourth step, and, with my sponsor, and I had, you know, done a lot of training. And I went into this meeting and I shared what was going on with me. And after the meeting, someone came up to me and just said, really struggling, and they said, you are radiant with his light, something along those lines. And radiant I did not feel. <laughs> um, but when I'm working with my sponsor, for example, when she shares her struggle and weakness with me, that is when I benefit the most. So I have some women, some sponsees that I've been working with, and it seems like shit is hitting the fan for a lot of people right now. <laughs> and I need to remind myself that I need to come from a place of compassion, like to sponsor with compassion. Um, because I can jump up on that horse, my high horse and look down and tell you just exactly what you need to do to fix your life and 
you know, when somebody does that to me, that doesn't work for me. And I'm finding more and more listening to what people are saying to me. Because what's ironic is what they're saying to me are really the answers that I'm searching for in my own life. So one day at a time, I get to be free. I'm a perfectionist. I think that's totally part of my disease. And, you know, yesterday I I was of service. I worked hard. I tried my best. And my disease wants to, like, scan the whole day and find the one place where I fell short, and then that's what I'm going to focus on. So the program teaches me progress, not perfection. And, you know, I'm learning a little bit, piece, a little piece of what balance looks okay. like. So I'm super grateful to be here, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you such. Thank you so much, Geneva P. from Chicago. Up next, Rivka R. followed by Melissa C. Go ahead, Rivka. Hi, I'm Rivka R. Grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. Um, thank you, everyone, for your shares and your service. The, that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty. So when I see someone who might be suffering with this disease um, and they seem open to talking, not about the disease, but just about something, <laughs> um, I have no difficulty, like, kind of weaving in that um, something about you know, kind of dropping some kind of hint about the suffering that this disease has caused in my life and all the intense uh, craziness with food. Um, and when I do just kind of mention something like that, sometimes there's like a, a spark that I see in their eyes and then they know that, that they're identifying and that that's, making, that that's what's making all the difference in the world. Um, um, a few years ago... Um, we were set up to, to stay with a family who, who lived closer to the synagogue than we lived. It was Yom Kippur, you know, time that we can't, uh, that we don't drive uh, and, and, and we don't eat, and that, so we needed to be closer to the synagogue. Um, and this uh, family agreed to host us, and I'd never met them before. Um, and uh, it was clear that this woman was suffering uh, or from something um, that might have to do with this disease. So we came back that night from the synagogue, and um, we just started talking, schmoozing. And I happened to mention something about, you know, yeah, my, you know, I'm, I'm in OA, and uh, and something about my experience with food. And her eyes lit up, uh, and we ended up speaking till two o'clock in the morning. This is like a person I'd never met before, and and she's in recovery today, and it had nothing with, you know, I, I'm. So it, th- these these words are exactly I know what I needed, and what another compulsive overeater needs is just to know that they're not alone, and they're in in suffering that they're experiencing, and not being able to stop, and the powerlessness of just not being able to live the life that is serving them. And uh, it's so true that. You know, it says in the paragraph before that the ex-problem drinker who is properly armed with facts about himself, it's not, it's facts about my experience, about what I've experienced, can generally win the entire confidence of another. Yeah, it's just like, you know, you know. And 
wow, and that there's a solution and that it's free on top of it. Like it's just such an amazing way that thank God that I can be that that conduit for God's will for another person to live happy, joyous, and free too. And it's just what an what a incredible way to be able to live today. So um, anyway, thanks so much, and uh, have a wonderful day, everyone. I pass. Thank you so much, Rivka R. from Baltimore. Melissa C., and then we're going to take some more names. Again, we're on page 18, the fifth paragraph. Melissa, please go ahead. Hey, thanks, Amy. Good morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, when I read this, I, it, sometimes I, you know, it really helps me to read a couple of paragraphs before, because just before we're finding out, like, why is it that psychiatrists and parents and, like, husbands and intimate friends can't approach us and what's different? And, you know, and then this paragraph really explains precisely what's different. And, you know, when I look at it, um, I, too, I'm a list-loving girl. There's, It tells me nine characteristics of a good 12-step call. And, you know, I can reflect on my own practices as someone who, you know, wants to help others. Am I doing these things? And also um, I look back and I think about the approaches that were made with me and how they were effective, you know, the ones that did these things. So, you know, there are nine characteristics. One is, like, had the same difficulty, had, past tense. Like, I underline that in there. Because if you're having the same difficulty, if you're currently in the food, it's probably it's harder to carry the message because you're not you're not giving hope. You know, you you be helpful, you can be kind, but you can't really win someone's confidence. And you know, the next is like you obviously know what you're talking about. That there's a solution is what you know about, and and your own personal experience and. You know, the next part I love, too, is that the whole deportment shouts at the prospect. You know, the deportment, their, our behavior and our manners, like that's what shouts at the prospect, not actually shouting with words. And But the way that we carry ourselves, the way that carried themselves with me, you know, their, their physical recovery, their normal size, their happy smiles, they looked healthy. And they sounded calm and serene. Those were the approaches that got through to me. Um, no attitude of smug superiority, you know. And um, I have to be careful there because I can, I, I can be smug and superior, thinking my way, my approach, my ideas is best. Um, and that's not helpful to anybody. And the next is just to be helpful, right, just to be helpful, Um no money exchange. This is why diet centers and doctors could not make the initial approach. They couldn't approach me and win my confidence. They could support me, but they couldn't make that approach. And no access to grind. And I think that's really important for me, not to put down other ways of working this program, not to put down other forms of abstinence or other, you know, we've got no monopoly on God. And there's no one to please, not my sponsor, not my mom, not my husband. And I'll just close with this, which is pretty funny. My time is up, and it ends with no lectures. And unfortunately, I think I just lectured. But my experience has been that the people that really got through to me were the people who came with me, you know, 
and shared their underbellies, shared their weakness, and then how this program has given them strength. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa C. from New York. Okay, so we're ready to take some more names. Who would like to share on what we read on page 18, fifth paragraph? Barbara E. Ken W. H. F. Heather E. H. There was someone after Ken W. I, I didn't hear them. Heather E. H. Heather E. H. Okay. Michelle S. Michelle is, F. Did you get is. Barbara? Barbara got you. Got Barbara, Ken, Heather, Michelle. Did I hear Nancy? Anne Marie. Got us. Anne Marie. Oh, Anne Marie. Anne Marie. E. N. F. Okay, so I'm not sure we're going to get you in, Ian. Let's just see how we go. Uh, yeah, all right. So I've got Barbara E., Ken W.H., Heather E.H., Michelle S., Anne-Marie M., and Ian F. Um, Okie dokie, Barbara, your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone, all of you wonderful people. This program really has my saved, saved my life. And that's what I explain to people who seem to be interested in what I have to say. And if they just want to talk and explain about their problems, I listen quietly. If they want a little more explanation, I tell them about some of the insane things I did with food and how I could manage my life without cravings. I think about food all day long. Oh, I want it. I want it. But I can't have it. No, I want it. And then I break it down and have it. And I tell them, well, I always make a firm resolution. I'll stop at midnight. But then I don't. The next day I'm back to the races again. And I tell them some of the funny episodes I have, and some of them are quite hilarious. I know my husband, who I love and have lived with, with over, for over half a century, doesn't really understand my problem like you do if you're on this meeting now. Because if you're struggling in recovery or recovered and knowing you'll be an addict again, there really is only one solution, to follow this book like a textbook. I can't teach algebra to my students before I teach them how to what numbers are. And I can't teach anyone how to recover. I can hold the lantern and say the job is up to you. But if you're desperate and struggling and really need this program because you think you might kill yourself with a knife, a fork, and a spoon, then take the trip with me. What do you have to lose? What I lost was misery, depression, anger, resentments. Not all of the time because God knows I'm not perfect. But when I do have a problem, I go to another random fellow and tell them what my problem is. And by the time I'm through, it sounds a little silly. And of course, I always 
pray in the morning, God, I hope you're there. And if you're there, and if you care, please help me today to be abstinent and free of those major defects that hounded me, perhaps yesterday. And then we move on. And if she's sincere, we go through the steps. And then I make it very clear that that when she's through, she's got to pass it on. Because that's how we multiply, like little bunny rabbits. Thank you, I passed. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, Can you tell us where you're from? I don't think you introduced yourself, so please tell us where you're from. Maybe we lost her. All right, Ken W.H., you're up. It was Barbara E. I'm sorry. I'm from New Jersey, and I'm a volume-compulsive overeater. (laughs) Yeah, New Jersey. Barbara E. from New Jersey. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. So, all right. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Ken W.H., you're up by uh, Heather, followed by Heather E.H. Go ahead, Ken. Thanks, Amy. Excuse me, this is uh, Ken W.H., Recovery Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, I'm just struck by the, this is, there's a lot of altruism in this uh, paragraph. It's almost just one sentence, but um, the, I have no attitude of holier than thou, um, uh, just a ser- sincere desire to help, and that, that's all a result of um, having no motive other than to respond to the grace of God that I have experienced in my life. <clears throat> and I have to be real careful how I understand God's grace, um, that it just didn't come to me. Um, I've received it. I've been open to it. I've received it through the, the practice of the 12 steps and through others who have shared it with me so freely without any uh, desire. Um, even even the desire to, to help myself, I, I don't have a motive. Uh, it's all response to God is the way I try to understand this. Um, there's a phrase there, but for the grace of God go I, which I think has a misunderstanding of grace. It's, it's almost as to say, because of God's grace, I'm here and you're not. And And the fact is that it's not that you didn't stand under the the cloud of grace when it was being poured out. It was being poured out on everyone. Uh, God's grace is there for the other person just as much as it is for me. And I almost want to change that phrase to there because of the grace of God, because I have been graced and blessed so deeply by this program that that I go, that, that I share it with someone who just hasn't grasped the, the, the breadth and depth of God's grace and love. And uh, it's here. It's here in the steps. That's what the steps are all about for me to get in touch with that, that grace, that God of my understanding that solves my problems. I, I have nothing to gain other than, well, it's not even to gain. There's nothing to gain. All I'm doing is just trying to serve my God to the best of my ability. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ken W.H. from North Carolina. 
Heather E.H., you're up, followed by uh, Michelle S. Go ahead, Heather. Hi, this is Heather E.H. Can you hear me, Amy? I can hear you, Heather. Good. This is Heather E.H. from Texas, and I don't think I have much to add other than what other people have have shared, but I'll just make this kind of sweet. And it's that when I'm trying to help someone else, I don't feel better than. I feel on the same level or even sometimes I feel less than and like I'm trying to come up from a place of less than and just be helpful to what I have known in my bottom or in my bottoms in um, in this program and my struggles in this program and share that with them. And um, especially if they're struggling, if I share my struggles with them, they will um, sometimes get the message. And um, anyway, I guess that's all I have to share for now. And thank you, Amy, for letting me share. Thank everybody who shared before me. I pass. Thank you so much, Heather. E.H. from Texas. All righty. Michelle S., it's your turn, followed by Anne-Marie M. Go ahead, Michelle. Hi, this is Michelle S. from Indiana. Can you hear me? Can you turn up your volume just a tad? Is that better? And I think it's a little better. Yep. Is that better? Yes, ma'am. That is. Okay. I'm sorry to take so much time just doing that. Um, No worries. So my name is Michelle S. And I am a compulsive overeater and bulimic and exercise bulimic and restrictor and sugar addict. Anyway, um, thank you for your service, Amy. And um, this is is a great, well, they're all great paragraphs. Um, I guess what? strikes me in reading the paragraph and listening to everyone is that when the message is carried to me through people who are open, honest, and and share the truth of, you know, things that people wouldn't normally share, I guess their vulnerabilities and you know eating eating out of the trash or eating off of the floor or eating food that's almost molded or you know whatever whatever lengths that we've gone to that that any earth or normal person would never understand um when when that is shared openly and and that person who is sharing no longer has to do that or has a compulsion to do that and they're no longer harming themselves with food then you know it it just it just goes straight to my heart and and I can hear that and I can hear there is a solution and um and and really when someone's revealing their weaknesses and their pain or things that normally we would have shame around, it it completely 
it, it just it just pierces through everything. And then um, and then the last part is I I really came into recovery through an experience with scripture, and I love how Bill puts in. Well, I guess I should say the hundred people that wrote the book, but anyway, many take up their beds and walk. And one of the things about taking up your bed and walking is that we have to do it. So, um, and that, you know, it's active. It, it takes action to recover. And um, freedom isn't free. And anyway, thank you very much for letting me share and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Michelle S. I didn't get where you were from. Oh, I'm from Indiana. Thank you. Indiana. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, Michelle S. from Indiana. Okay, Anne Marie M., you've got two minutes. And Ian, hopefully you can share on the other hour because we are running out of time here. All right, Anne Marie, you are up. You got two. Good, mo good morning. Good morning, Amy. It's Anne Marie M. Make sure I got everything in here. Anne Marie M. in South Carolina, and I'm a recovered uh, through God's grace um, from compulsive overeating, compulsive eating, actually, compulsive eating. And I, you know, I'm going to start thinking about. Um, I'm recovered through God's grace because I've done this work. You know, I've had to put the work in. And, uh, you know, a previous speaker just spoke about, you know, we I have this grace. And it's not I have it and somebody else doesn't. I don't have that holier than thou. But I've done the work, and God has graced me because of that. Um, so that's not, that was not what I was going to say, but maybe that was what I was supposed to be said. I'm sure it is. Um, I, I have a sincere desire to be helpful. I do. I really, really have a sincere desire. It just it fills me up to um, be of, of service to others. And I've had so many sponsors, and I trust and believe that each one of them has my best interest at heart. Um, I, I perceive some of them of, of having a holier-than-thou attitude, and that was my perception, and I have to look at that. That was my perception. But the people that I sponsor today are my friends, and I am so grateful that I can tell them what's going on. You know, those that have already gone through the steps, um, we can talk on the phone, and, you know, they're recovered as well, and I can tell them what's going on with me. They're my friends. Um, going through the steps, um, I really try my best to stick to what's in the book, what has helped me, what's gotten me through, sharing my experience, and allowing them to, um, you know, maybe be dishonest. That's between them and God. Maybe allowing them to say, hey, I can have a certain food. Um, when I'm thinking to myself, no, I don't, I'm not sure if they can have that food, but I, I really, it's really important for for them for, for, it was important for me to know, to, to figure out that I couldn't have diet soda anymore. You know, I had to figure oh, that yeah. out. I couldn't be told. So I'll going to pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Anne-Marie M. Okay. And thank you to Team Thursday, Friday for your service in July. I'd like to thank everyone who shared as well for an awesome meeting. Please join us for another second unrecorded hour of study immediately following. Uh, the share ID is 
for Friday, today, July 29th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Vision for You OA meeting, 19,235. That's 19235. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Dar L. please read a vision for you? Go ahead. Hi, great. Thanks. Thank you so much for your service. Um, This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.